This summer, we're bringing you double Koi gig. For me, she's the best English centre-back. Play your best players in their best position. I don't think the captain is droppable, particularly after making the statement of dropping Steph Houghton. Subscribe to the OTV Koi gig pod on the OTV Sports app now. You're welcome back to Off The Ball. It's uh, Johnny Ward here um, with Jeffrey Linsky. Here we go. This could well be it. If you are a Limerick fan and you're listening in, you are... All over. The Earl Ireland Hurling Champions for 2022. John Kiley celebrating with the team. And it was one of them games where they practically led from gate to wire. They always seem to have them somewhat at arm's length. Tommy Walsh, it's all over. 131 to Limerick, 226 to Kilkenny. What a game. What a performance by the champions. Hegarty stepped up. Tom Morrissey stepped up. Derma Burns. Defending the defenders as a whole, as opposed to as individuals, they thoroughly were tested today by the Kenny team with skill, heart. They had everything, the stubbornness of of the Kenny team down through the years. So this is a one they will cherish. They bet the team that beat them in 2019. You know, potentially they could have been going for a four in a row today. But listen, they're the first team outside of the top three of the Kenny Cork and Tipperary to win the three in a row. There's a raft of them going on before all Ireland medals in their back pocket. No one from Limerick has that, that before. But what a win, really, for the champions. They were tested in every way. And in the last couple of minutes, when the, when the questions, I suppose, were asked of them in the, the white heat of battle, when the pressure was at their utmost, they came out and Hegarty scored another great fight near the end. They kept the ball down here with tackling down at the Nally end on the Cusack stand. They definitely wasted a minute or that there by just sheer work ethic and thoroughly deserving champions. And they will be delighted with their lot today. And Kylie and Kinnerk were hugging and a third part of their management team there now. Some more Limerick guys going on with teachers, probably part of the extended panel running onto the field. So, listen, yeah, thoroughly deserved champions. The score, like to score 31 points in an All Ireland final, is amazing, really. You'd be proud of Kilkenny, though, Tommy, like in terms of the performance levels. You would, Jeff. They, they, they were outstanding um, in every way. They stayed with it right in the end. And I know David Blanchfield that time, he came up, there was about a minute and 20 seconds left when he went for the point. But still, you know yourself. Defending a three-point lead is much different than defending a two-point lead. You're defending a two-point lead, lead, nerves step in, uh, pressure is on. They brought Kyle Hayes back, kind of hovering around like he did in the semi-final just to maybe catch some high balls or that if they did come in. But he went for the point, but unfortunately we didn't win the next puck out. We wasted too much time down in the other end of the field. And it just time got away from us at the very end, really. Um, Their half-hour line again... Tommy, you referenced it there regarding the, 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 the three pillars and Keane is out the fourth one. They were immense in the second half. They were immense, absolutely. And I was questioning Tom Morrissey coming off, but again, the, the, the bench stepped up. I know young Reedy scored that point, but that was way blind by Hawkeye, but Cahill O'Neill and Boylan then stepped up with two points, you know, late in the game. Um, and like when you win, the, win a game by two points, and your subs score two points, well... That answers that, doesn't it? Ah, yeah. Look, but like, I thought second half the two goals you got gave, gave you great impetus. Like the, the subs all made an impact. They did, and, and they were well worth that because 
I know Johnny was saying that Mossy missed the ball as it was hand passed across from, from Walter Welch, but he don't. If you're clever and you're hurling, you're close to a lad, you're shielding the ball, yeah. Johnny. Yeah. So he, he might have made it look like probably he missed it. Now that's looking from here, I didn't see No, that. no, no. I'm getting an okay. education here now, in fairness. Yeah, and um, <laughs> that's what my guess would be. And it went across through to Billy, who was on his own, and Billy absolutely buried it. Didn't try and roof it, didn't try and top corners, didn't try and get one of the goals of the century. Kept it low. Very hard to save one from that far out. Probably would have been hard to save it anyway. And the other goal then was was a sensational goal by Mossy again. Um, ball was popped by Teague. As I said, through the movement, he kind of got himself free underneath the Hogan stand. By the time the ball came top of him, there was a limit lad on him all right, but he had the advantage. You can't give Teague a second like that. He cautioned, was tackled, got down, got up. Had a weird all to pass it across. Owen Cody got in a lovely little dive and flick. Back to Mossy, whose first touch was in. You know, top notch, and again he buried it into the corner as well because Mickey Quaid, as we know, has made some top class saves in the past. Yeah, I see Kyle Hayes going over to the Sky Sports um, studio. The cameras for the interview. Possibly would he be getting the man match off yeah, then? Maybe. I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. What would you think, Jeff? Yeah, I, I think so. In terms of the points in general play, you know, like himself and. Daryl Chegarty were very good, you know, defence wise again. And to me, last year, Matt Burns is harder of the year, you know, mm-hmm. like as a wing back and he's free taking uh, his defensive side of it, his aerial ability, he's he brought the game to a completely new level. The Limerick lads are, are emotional there, Tommy, as you would be when not Ireland. John Kiley is, is fairly moved there now. They're under pressure. They were, and you see, I suppose, Kilkenny uh, is such a, you know, a, powerful force in Ireland from when Ireland began uh, it does mean more it's like beating your rivals or your neighbours it means so much well when you're one of the, say that the part of the rising pack as such you know like Limerick while they started brilliant in the 30s and that and had their all the 1973 you know then they were out of sorts really for the next you know 30 or 40 years until the mid 90s team and with a good team just didn't have the luck to get over the line and now this great team, you know, and that's and it could have all been so different. There were six points down against Cork in the semi-final in 2018. They came back. You probably hear the pours of cheers here in Cobart behind me. That's John Kiley going over to see would it be his daughter, but it's the little girl anyway. I went to the two little girls. I went to the the, the Hallow Turf and uh, meeting the fans. I see Declan Hannan is getting a slip. He's with. Keen Lynch I'd say is going to lift the McCarthy Cup with him that's a lovely gesture because we must remember Keen Lynch on, on this day yeah just looking at him there Tommy it's kind of hard to know how, like, how, what are your feelings at this moment for, for, for Keen Lynch Keane, yeah Osher's just so proud of the lads you see he's been here and been here on so many days when you've been there you would have little envy or he has been there and done that so I'd say he's just so proud to see the other lads you know today some of the subs that came on scoring great points young Violin came on Cotton O'Neill some lads in that Limerick team possibly getting their first all out of medal and some of them getting their first on the, the field of play but yeah it's, it's, this is probably sad for him too but listen isn't that a lovely gesture that Declan Hatton is bringing him up he's on crutches he's in a boot and uh, two time hurler of the year um, you know and, uh, what a fantastic role model Keane Lynch is to the, the, the people of Limerick you know I see Graham Mulcahy going down there I see Nicky Quaid lifting his young child out onto the field you mentioned the children coming onto the field uh, in the in the football uh, for, for Kerry in Dublin well, we see it here today again the sub goalie bringing his 
his uh, child onto the field as well. Just fabulous memories and fabulous moments. See, Gerard Hegarty was going over to do an interview a couple of minutes ago. What a game he has had. You know, a, a year where I suppose he wasn't at his total best, but he seems to save his best for for the big day. He is a big personality and he does usually turn up. And, and that's no kind of slight against anyone that had to pick up him up today because in a lot of his size, six well, this, this, this is, And Jeff was saying the same. Like, I think, Tommy, your feeling now is Kenny Man exactly almost what Galway people felt after semi final. Hurled unbelievably well, but it's very, very hard to deal with that physicality and that half forward line. It is, and, 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 and elegance and skill and. Uh, you know, touches and like the goal he got, like like that was straight into you know the ring that goes around the top corner. <laughs> like I'd imagine that's where it went because mm-hmm. like Carmel Costello in the football against Kerry there last weekend, when you play against the top goalies, there's only certain places you can put them where you're sure to hit the back of the net, and that was one of them when you're taking on Owen Murphy. And by God, and that's not the first time he mm. scored in many All Ireland finals and Munster finals. He just has that beautiful, elegant touch. And, and when you win the, a game by two points as well, like after he scored a point in the 70th minute where he got the ball out, was tackled hard by a Titani defender. I'm sure it was a David Landfield and really put it up to him. And he shrugged him off at the very end, but glided the ball over the bar on the run with his right hand. He could score right or left from about 70, 75 yards out. Yeah, there. Their conditioning, Tommy, um, you know, obviously it's, it's, a, it's a huge part of what they do, but in terms of their skill level, like we talk to tactics all day, but for big men, their, their skill level is, is as good as I've seen any of even in your time. Yeah, their, their, their skill level is here, and you backed up with their size. Like when we were here, they're lifting up the order. Larry is giving the cup here now to Declan Hannon. They're shaking hands. Keen Lynch is beside him. Yes, lift up together. And there's the fireworks. As, 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 a, as a Limerick person Tommy whether you're a supporter or whether you're a player whether you're a, a, a father whether you're John Kiley who we're seeing this is just a special special moment in your life it's a special moment and like you have to look at all the different backstories as well like Peter Casey came on 12 months out of cruciate knee ligament injury his brother suffered the same feat he was watching his fellow players going up lifting the McCarthy Cup and picking up their all our medals on the field of play he's out there today Peter came on some of the subs they came on this is huge for them and as well as the like it's huge for them to do the three in a row there's no point in saying otherwise it's, it's absolutely massive I think Brian Cody said it before when Kilkenny did in 2008 madness really in this day and age and um, Jeff they're, they're just a likeable team actually they're likeable lads they're, they carry themselves with good grace as well for all their physicality and strength uh, they do like you know like when King came up to us at Christmas time you know I very grounded humble guy like, mm. you know um, enjoy it's a crack Mm. non-drinker non you know but enjoys the pack you know one of the lads and enjoy the nightlife and all that mm. um, but you know just I'd say it comes from the management team probably like Tommy's time with Cody you're grounded you're humble mm. um, and if anyone steps out of line or gets above their station they're quickly nailed mm. um, because at the end of the day look they've, they've won they've won the last three they could have won five in a row you know Kenny took them that day um, but where are they then actually Tommy in terms of the great hurling teams actually listen, you can't judge them Johnny yet as regards where do they lie but where are they going mm. they well, are they're, they're 4 out of 5 it could be 5 out of 5 
Ah, well, it could be. You know, you can't go with hoodies. You know, <laughs> some teams could have won ten in a row. You know, Seamus Darby had to score that goal. And, you know, should have, would have, could have. Yeah, I, I, sure. I just think they're in relation to their coaching uh, and management, they're ahead of the curve yeah. in a lot of counties, and it's up to. You gotta, you, it's, it's, but it's like the old Kilkenny you have to reach the Kilkenny level yeah. now, the likes of Kilkenny have to reach Limerick's level and better than Tommy absolutely and like the amazing thing probably for this group of players is the consistency of how many of them are starting all the time mm. like there's 13 of these guys that started today started the All-Ireland Final in 2018 which was 5 years ago which is amazing that's incredible yeah <coughs> usually if you go on a long run like that you're introducing new players like say Alex Ferguson would have done like Bill Belichick like any of the mm. you know long running teams they can introduce new players but this team seems to introduce them off the bench um, as opposed to starters I was supposed to have had a few different runs of injury so that might miss out this year so he's more motivated the following year but to keep it going like I said these guys are four All-Ireland medals they say the Kilkenny team or the Kerry team or the Dublin team they had eight or nine All-Ireland medals and ten so for them I suppose Johnny asked the question where will they lie and it's, you know in history in, when you're judging them against the very best probably if they want to go to seven and eight or nine medals they will probably have to see some new guys coming out of this academy now what they do have is they're all still very very young so they're not an aging team even but um, the advantage they have over everyone else if you take the gym out of it Jeff when we were on that Kenny team that time Walter Welch was our biggest player and it was kind of probably Cork as well but Walter Welch was six foot five Limerick have about five lads six foot yeah. five it's a, it's a conversation that I had with my own coaches over the years even with academy stuff do, do you go for lyricism and size um, I know you have the late developers but genetically you know if you want to compete with these lads you're going to have to pick six foot one six foot two guys and, and develop their skill if, if it's lacking uh, and get them ready to take these guys on because look our, our county players would, wouldn't be small guys now either um, but I think I agree with you Tommy in terms of they're going to be judged on what they're going to be over the next three four years um, and who, who's going to be able to compete with them but I, I think the other thing that he's mentioned here Tommy is like and Jeffrey spoke about this and even I think uh, earlier on we heard Vincent Hogan talking about back in 1980 Galway won the All-Ireland for the first time in so long Galway to win two games to win All-Ireland in those days Limerick have to come out of Munster like Munster is like it's like an enigma wrapped in a vest in terms of how competitive it is they have to keep coming out of Munster and they just keep doing it they do they keep doing it and nearly at the ease for a lot of games mm. as regards to the, the, you know the scoring cushions that the that they have by the end of the game I'm not saying they're easy games around, but they do win most of the matches far maybe when they're playing clear they win most of the matches by when they have to win them we'll say sometimes at the end they're after doing so well in the early parts there's no pressure on them in game 4 game 5 so um, yeah no listen it's incredible like to, to do it every basically every two weeks it's every week during the round robin every two weeks after that it is it is amazing in fairness does it Tommy doesn't it do you know that discourse or the, the discourse the debate was on about Leinster and Munster hurling and, and the difference in standard. I, I don't I don't agree with that. I don't believe in it, to be honest with you, because you can judge it there now um, what Kilkenny had done against Clare and then Galimric and what Galway did. Did you buy into that rhetoric that was there at the time? Ah, no, I didn't because, um, you know, I knew how good the, the teams coming from Leinster were. Like, you know, you had Wexford nearly put, you know, nearly put one over on Clare. You had Galway, sure did, uh, you know, terrifically well all year. 
uh, bar probably the Leinster final or probably the one match they were disappointed with but they went on and they beat uh, Cork and they nearly beat Limerick and you know Kenny listen to that will all be. it's probably part of the game isn't it Leinster versus Munster and it creates stories and it creates battles and rivalries but no listen we're a very proud very proud province and I know Galway aren't in it but as regards the Leinster Championship we're very proud of the Leinster Championship and uh, some fantastic teams in it you know any regrets from a Kilkenny perspective today I don't think so yeah um, I don't think so um, it was yeah. Avery Mullins wide Probably at a key time, and probably the only mm. uh, Ricky Reed's why Tommy. Um, them two chances were the only two you kind of could say at a key. That's going to happen in a game. It's going to happen yeah. in a game. Like he took everything else. Like yeah, they were. You know, you never regret mistakes. If you're not making mistakes, mm. you're probably not showing up. You know, in the first place. So I would never worry about wides as such, as long as they're not silly wides. And they were definitely points as well as they were. You know, there were, there were good chances of scores in fairness and probably eight times out of ten them fellas would put them all over the bar. But when you're Thomas again you like to score two twenty six today, uh, it would win most games you would imagine. I felt that Kenny to win the game they would have to keep Limerick say under twenty five points, twenty five points or under. Because I felt in the semi finals that four of the fours were taken off and they scored twenty seven points against Galway, which I thought was a remarkable feat. What other team could do that? Today they score 31 points and um, they're just back to their very best really on the outside line. Now if you look at the inside lines, the Kilkenny matchups were terrific. Mm. Uh, you'd have to say um, Hugh Lawler got the better of Aaron Galan, mm. you know, because he got great ball in but the big long arms of Hugh and the speed of Hugh, he was able to get the flick at the right time. I thought Mikey Butler, he did a great job and Graham Mulcahy. Um, and Tommy Welch was on Flanagan and Flanagan was taken off so I think the Kenny pull back line were immense today especially with the amount of ball that was coming in and the half hour line then like I think the way it is now anyway it's like soccer as such it's not like an hour day where you know you hear people saying did you keep your man scoreless or how did you go on versus your marker you can't really do that in the modern game because you have to defend sometimes up on him other times you have to be covering back you have to be doing a bit of everything so the movement is just terrific. The movement that was half hours. I'd hate to be playing going yeah. that way. <laughs> yeah, yourself now and and Darrod Hegarty or Kyle Hayes would be a good matchup. It'd be a good matchup. <laughs> it'd be tough. Like there, just the images there. Nicky Quaid with one of his kids and you know Graham Mulcahy's 32. That is the mad thing, Tommy. That stat you had about the 13 players. They've only one outfield player in his 30s. Is that it, Jay? Graham Mulcahy and probably Nicky Quaid Nicky probably Quaid's is 33 yeah. Nicky Quaid's 33 so one outfield player in his 30s and one goalie yeah. and all the other lads are probably coming into their peak mm. if you like really because you come into your peak probably around 27 or 28 because you have the strength you have the fitness you have everything you know um, I suppose conversely from Kilkenny's situation where do you see do you see TJ Reid hanging on to be 35 this time next year obviously Richie Hogan came on had a bit of a cameo uh, your brother is in his 30s own Murphy's in his 30s some of them are getting that bit older they are but the, like the, the, the key thing with a, a Brian Cody team is like Alex Ferguson probably always looking a couple of years down the line so a team will never get old together like if, if you take the Tipperary team for example that kind of you know they got all together really they're all their main players so they're in a bit of transition now at the moment as in they're going to have to bring in all the young players towards Kilkenny like now the older players are I'm not saying they're the peripheral players but 
their responsibility like Adrian Mullen you know another three points from play, play here today Paddy Deegan um, Owen Cody like they're all the guys now that are stepping up they're still young in their careers but uh, slowly but surely the responsibility is passing over onto their shoulders um, you're asking me about TJ and that's I don't know is, 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 is the honest answer really mm. to be honest TJ still have plenty to offer next year well it, every day he goes out he does because he, you know he still set up the goal today scored all the frees won some great ball in the air so listen as long as TJ wants to go back I would imagine um, there'll yeah, always be a place for TJ I think for Kenny Tommy like he won the under 20 this year you know you, you've enough coming there no more than ourselves is, is to find the marquee players that replace for us it's Joe for you it's TJ is there, is there the marquee players within your county to replace the players within stature because they're the big game players yeah. you know and that, that's the hardest part of any academy system is trying to find these players bring them through and make sure they develop on to, to be seniors it is and you kind of you probably can't directly replace players like that no. because they're you know Joe and, and, and uh, TJ you know amongst the, the conversations of the best ever you know like how many club all Ireland does Joe how many county finals how many times did he score 2-9-3-5 same with TJ you know two guys that produce is on the biggest days on the smallest days every day you know put up big scores marked marked being double marked so I wouldn't really get too carried away replacing them it's just finding new players as in direct replacements just find new players to fit into your, to your squad and it'll be the same for these Limerick guys like when the likes of Kyle Hayes like they're all the one age Hayes and Hegarty and Tom Morrissey and you know when they get old how will they replace them really you know an enjoyable fi- the final though Tommy up there with, with, with the best I would imagine so yeah I would imagine so I thoroughly enjoyed it I suppose any match that goes down to the, the last puck of the game will always entra- be enthralling and the fact that there was so much history at stake there was so much glory to be got really by winning to Kenny you know knock the champions off their perch um, stop a team from doing the three in a row um, so a lot of Kenny probably 12 of the starting players didn't have all in a medal so to get their first all in a medal for Limerick then it's greatness really that's what they're searching for at the moment there's always a, a notch they want to you know put on the belt I see Aaron Galan down there with the Lee McCarthy Cup bringing it over to a couple of supporters like although today he had some battle with Hugh Lawler like he was pivotal in getting them here today. Oh, big time, big time. I, just, just um, like I, 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 I've, I, I think this Limerick team has done so much for Hurling, and I think uh, you know they carry themselves so well. Kilkenny Tommy have brought so much to this championship this year. They absolutely beat Clare out the gate. They beat Galway more comprehensively than Limerick could beat them, and they produced performance today. You know, in terms of changing at halftime, bringing on Walter Walsh, Hugh Lawler, as you say, having a good game on Galan, two point game at the end. Kilkenny can carry themselves with a lot of pride, and I suppose when I'm going ask you is like the, the debate about Brian Cody that that's maybe was there uh, earlier on this year it seems a little bit redundant now because who could have done more with him this year ah yeah sure listen it's I think Johnny well, to be fair when you lose no matter what county you are no matter what club you are uh, Jeff said they're like winning the dictates everything really like whether you're you know even my players belief in you and that like so you know he, he understands that like it's a pressurised game but he never felt pressure he knows what Hurling is all about and 
you know, that's just the way it Who's is. Who's so. Jeff or Brian Cody? We're after changing from the hurling to the golf here, and Jeff and all the lads, it's a stunning gig, have back McElroy, and he's only level in the lead now, Jeff. Yeah, we're under pressure now again here. <laughs> Pardon, so tell us about uh, you, you did some shinty experience together, the two of you, anyway. It, Tommy was just got, gone uh, when I came in. Um, the, the Johnny Fox's pub in, in Burness. Uh, the boys used to uh, give it a good old rapper. Uh, Jackie used to, and, and Richie, and Brendan Maher, and all these lads. Um, they were good cracking in Burness. It was kind of a, an enjoyable game, a tough game, but the nights out were, were legendary. Ah, they were brilliant, Jeff. And the great thing about the likes of the trips to Inverness and, you know, any of them Railway Cup matches, when you win or lose and when you're playing against each other, it's like any match. You hate the other team or the player you're marking. You know, that's kind of the way, you know, it's sports hatred as opposed to, you know, real stuff. But your rivals, your bitter rivals as such for, for those 60 or 70 minutes, after the game, one he's so happy, one he's so sad, you don't really want to, you know, spend too much time in each other's company. And it's only on trips like that that you just, you, you, you find out that, listen, we're actually all the very same. Uh, except for you with Galway jersey, I with the Kenny jersey, you with Limerick and what I always found about them tours is the hurling fraternity are very close yeah. they kind of all of the one interests they all had the you know the same conversations they enjoy the crack and uh, it was always at a time when you weren't against each other it was in the depths of winter when you didn't have to worry about we're playing them in a couple of weeks or you had played them a couple of weeks ago you can just enjoy each other's companies for what it is and, and you're actually the one team on them uh Inverness trips and mm. we enjoyed it immensely and as it went on then they changed you could only bring three or four Lee McCarthy Cup players and the rest of them are all Joe McDonough and Laurie Maher and Christy Ring and it was brilliant that we could I suppose really understand and feel their love of the game because mm. it's easy for us to say it's, it's great to people down in say North Kerry or up and down and on the the Arts Peninsula or the Glens of Antrim are the great for keeping the hurling going and all that but when you go up and actually meet these guys and spend a weekend or a week in their company you really feel it and you really understand that they're probably better than you in a lot of aspects because they have to work so hard for it and if they want to challenge match you know a bar playing their rivals they have to come down to Dublin or come to Kilkenny or you know, well, Tommy, the, the game, like you bring anyone from Ireland, any anyone from Ireland, Catholic or Protestant or non-denominational, whoever they are, bring them to that game today. He or she will be amazed at it. You would have to, you would have to, and, and the great thing about it is, it's not played anywhere else in the world. Yes, it's played everywhere else in the world, but by mostly Irish people. It's our game, it's our culture, and you know, if you, when you play the game, Jeff, you know, it's not really madness or tough I wouldn't say tough but the belts there are only tips and taps like but when you're looking at it say as an American or a French tourist <laughs> or that it looks like 30 lads going around with swords and they're hand-fating each other for 70 minutes it's, it's, well, it's out control there, it's madness well actually you played you played club hurdle in Galway though so yeah. it kind of was it was it did actually have no, swords uh, no it was, it's different in Boston now there was, there was a wrong one that took place in Boston the cops came out in the pit with the guns they didn't know what was going on we were going this is normal lads it's okay we're fine we actually we, we get on Tom's and Galway's worst in Kilkenny are going tip over in Boston like we hate each other but look it's all part and parcel of it. it's a bit of fun once it's over you shake hands and you get on with life again he had a story about uh, his father imploring him to win a, a club medal for Tullerone yeah Tommy you, you told a story one time that, that you're out, you're, you're, your father used to slag that you, you didn't have that club medal I think yeah. it was around 2014 you got it though 
Well, there's, an, there's, a, there's probably an after story to that then as well. So when we did with it, it was the intermediate one. So now he says, you have a county medal, but you don't have a senior yeah. one. <laughs> so he still has you. He still has you. You know, you know. What, 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 what hope do you have of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he deserved it because he hurled, like, say, he was dropped for a junior final in, in 83, that's the one. <laughs> and then they won the intermediate then in 88 against Pilltown and they were black and amber would you believe and I was wearing a Kenny jersey on that as a five year old on the sideline crazy stuff but then he had to wait in 94 to win the senior one after losing the senior to Willie O'Connor and Eddie O'Connor's Glenn Moore in 92 but the one the senior finally he was 36 so like when he does slag me about having a senior I just say to myself you know what you deserved it you deserved it <laughs> you know it's, it's a mad thing when you think of like the, the famine that Limerick had and how hard it was you can think of Watford fans now there tonight or wondering Mayo fans in football when is this ever going to happen for us now like Limerick nearly won five in a row like it's mad Jeffrey that like then it can just take off yeah but it's the work that's done it, it took this took a long time it takes a decade it takes yeah. 15 years yeah. work to put yourself in a position and then after that you need everybody aligned you need your county board county chairman academies managers coaches mm. all aligned sponsors everything the whole act on the one JP McManus helps yeah J- well it does but you still have people with the, the right knowledge the right skill set visionary people to put the structures in place mm. that you, when you leave the when you leave the job during you leave in a better place mm. what happens in most counties is unfortunately politics come into it or someone something something along the way upsets the whole process or the plan do you get what he's saying there Tommy I do because you only have to look I suppose across the the border there with yourselves Jeff like at Offaly mm. um, like you just have to put it into the young lads and like I knew Michael Dygden because I would have met him on a good few occasions and a, a real hurler man and was on the Sunday game and you know you see the guy up in the Sunday game but do you really know the guy I knew him I knew what was in him I knew the stuff that was in him because I'd come across him in his club uh, Ballinamira Doro and was putting in great work in their underage set up so when he became chairman of Offaly I knew there was good things coming and there's no fluke that they won the under 20 All-Ireland they got to the mi- say football they got to the minor All-Ireland like he brought in you know big guys like Mick Finley and that um, Johnny there from from Port they brought in big names but why you don't have to bring them in and say to the likes of the Limericks and the Corks and these but when you're bringing them in to Offaly because to create a razzmatazz to promote the game and drive it on again he brought in John Martin and Tomas O'Shea he brought free bus loads of kids filling out the likes of Poor Leash filling out Nolan Bar like that doesn't just happen that takes increase the uh, incredible dedication and, and, and Dignan got a team I would imagine because one man can't do it all on his own so I don't want to give all it's not that he give all the praise to Michael Dignan but for him for probably getting a huge team together that they worked as a team as you have to do to drive on the underage and whether they go on them in seniors or not doesn't really matter they created an unbelievable but they're trying and they're working hard at it and that's creating the buzz yeah how would you reflect on the year of Hurling in general actually Tommy so far we're only in July I mean everyone is waiting for the start of the Lee Mello Championship campaign in a couple of weeks as well um, but you know you look at that minor final uh, sold out Nolan Park 27,000 people the story of Offaly the heartbreak at the end but the, the the hope for the future you even look at the likes of Westmead getting a draw against Wexford Antrim pushing Cork hard having them level at half time they're hoping for a better future as well how, how, how do you rank Hurland in, 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 as we go I guess into the second half 2022 and into 23 with Limerick as the dominant force yeah well I would have to say it's not perfect yeah um, but what like how do you get perfect you can't but what I would say is 
what they're trying to do is perfect so they're trying to look after it like everyone talks about Crow Park it's like they're the big baddies of the world mm. they're doing everything they can they did the split season to look after the clubs um, you know and people say it worked and it didn't work but they're trying to make it work is the main thing it's not perfect yet but they're, they're pushing in the right direction the, the Lee McCarthy Cup you have the Joe McDonough Cup you have the Lowry Marr the Christy Ring everyone in their own divisions with a chance of winning it and then the great thing about it you can say what you like about the McDonough Cup and, and it should be on maybe before the senior final I'd say no because they have to play that right early in the summer if you win that you get to take your place in the is it the preliminary, preliminary quarter, quarter final, final yeah. and I don't care what people say about that that is promoting hurling mm. and, and you have to look after the people that are trying to grow the game and for those teams Antrim and Kerry they're working savagely hard down in their places to develop hurling so they earned it they didn't get a free pass to the preliminary quarter finals and uh, they had to win their Joe McDonough get to the Joe McDonough Cup final and they earned their place there and you know if, if you're good enough to do that let them on so I think they're trying very very hard I think we had a great final here um, like it's funny Johnny like the stories now is there's games on too often right They're week after week or, or it's every two weeks and they deserve another break but what was the argument before this it was there's too much training and too few matches so what do you want you can't get it right yes. so I'd say to call bar they're doing their best yeah uh, look, for, for me, I agree with Tommy. Like, you're, you're not going to get a perfect system. I think what we have at present is better than what was there in, in the past. Um, I've experienced both as a, a county underage manager and a club manager. It is hard. It is different as a club manager because we're missing players. We have two lads there that were involved. Um, so they're, you're, you're trying to accommodate them and get them game time for not in the 26. Um, you're, 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 you're trying to time the training and keep them fresh and motivated. Um, and it is tough but look at the end of the day in Galway when it starts it'll be summer hurling uh, in August but then once September comes to Galway it's, it's a different championship it's winter, it's winter hurling um, and look you're going from a campaign where it was it was an enjoyable campaign for to be a Galway supporter to you the footballers next week but after that then the club and you know people probably have a hunger now to go and watch club matches absolutely and as, as it should be last word to you Tommy just yeah. on uh, your experience today and where we'll see you tonight if you're out and about I go on holidays tomorrow camping so <laughs> where are you going camping? <laughs> going over to campsite there in, in France so lovely can't wait now to be honest and I suppose while I love this you know it's great crack the old radio and that this is it now it's finished now so back to fully concentrating on hurling and underage hurling for the next couple of months you know and, and winning a senior medal well I don't know I don't know <laughs> but I suppose when you say what's the last word the last word has to go to the champions yeah. a massive congratulations to Limerick you said it Johnny and Jeff they have been fabulous champions they've been fabulous role models they seem to be able to win the game any way you want you prepare for them by matching them up tight they're able to give the ball in long to the full far line and they'll take you apart there you get your matchups in there right they're able to take you apart out the field if nothing is working and you're bringing them to the pin of their collar someone steps up Sherlock Nance spoke about tactics all you want but sometimes it just comes down to the individual brilliance today I suppose Burns and Hegarty and Tom Harris he stepped up at different times and won them that game and I think their backs are immense though their backs have been immense like at all times as a unit so listen John Kiley Kinnerk and all them I know they get all the credit I know there's far more in that management team so it doesn't just take two lads it takes a whole raft of of of, of people and, 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 and players so I'd say congratulations to everyone and a word of 
I wouldn't say commiserations, but hard luck we'll say to Keane Lynch and hopefully he gets a, a safe recovery. Uh, Peter Casey, delighted. I love seeing lads coming back from long-term injuries, mm. so I'm delighted for Casey and his brother Mike, Mike Casey, who I'd say he lost out in two or three All-Irelands there at the start. I'd say probably 20 and 21, two All-Irelands he lost out with injury. So he's back and had a you know a great year as well. So lost the cha- it's all about the champions here today. Also just for our own lads, well done to them. They, 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 ah. they died with their boots on. A typical, typical Kilkenny, Cody 100, type team. And 100%. I think on behalf of everyone, Tommy, um, thanks for everything you have brought to the Hurling Championship yourself this year and enjoy the camping. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Jeff. See you, lads. See you, Tommy. Yeah, um, I kind of feel like I want to go for pints in Inverness with you and uh, Tommy Walsh now. I have to get the train now, so I have to go. 6.45. You are a little bit worried about the golf, though. Uh, yeah, how um, is it now? Yeah, Cameron Smith and Rory McIlroy are 18 under, both uh, through 13. Um, and Cameron Young is t- uh, two shots off uh, through 13. Hovland looks like he's probably lost the race. Uh, he's three shots off uh, through 13. We're not fully finished yet. We will go to an ad break now and we'll be back with a little more chat uh, about the Hurling final which was won by Limerick.